Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. If I don't have a quiet time, you'd be gone already because I'd have nothing to say to you. It isn't a, we have so much today and I can't stand this because I'm not a very talented guy. But some of these people, it's charisma over character. God help us in the pulpit. It is not charisma. My charisma doesn't help anything with you. I have very little of it anyway. It's the character of God that has to come through as we're living for Jesus Christ. Seriously. If it were possible to see the actual condition of your spirit, what would be seen? Would it be strong and healthy or shriveled and sickly? Pastor Mark will be addressing our need to have the right attitude toward our relationship with God. It's so easy to get into a routine of Bible reading and church attendance and activities that we forget why we do them and for whom we're supposed to be doing them. We will be encouraged today to take an honest look at our spiritual condition and to ask God to help us to get realigned back with Him if it's necessary for us to do so. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with part three of his message, Priority, Being Comes Before Doing. If I'm going to serve, I have to serve with what kind of attitude? The right attitude. A positive attitude. Well, I don't like serving over there. Well, then, realistically, you need to get an attitude correction. Amen? How many remember the old days when there was pews in a church? Anybody ever come to pew? Okay, you old people out there. Good. (laughs) How many remember this? You went to visit a church. First time. And you go in there. And you're in the church. And you're sitting in this pew right here. And before the service starts, somebody goes like this. You already know what I'm going to say, don't you? Yeah, you've been there. And you look up. Excuse me. I've been sitting in that chair 43 years. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm here. No, you're going to have to move. Thank you for the Christian attitude. He said, Pastor Mark, that doesn't happen, does it? Hmm. We have chairs now, but it can still happen. What's the problem? Attitude. It's all about me. Jesus said this. Our attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ. See, write this next down, and I just want you to write it. Serving God and others is not about me. When you think serving is about you, you have to get an attitude adjustment. It's about God. It's not you. You're not serving you. You can self-serve yourself at the gas station, but not in a church, not in real life. We're serving God, and to serve God, we have to serve others with the proper, wonderful, 
good attitude. Doesn't mean we're going to be perfect, but don't be a griper. Now, I just want to say this. Our churches are filled with thousands and thousands of people who are serving. You're not complainers. Thank you so much. You have the right attitude. You're simply glad to carry out what God has asked you to carry out, and you do it with the joy. That's, that's a blessing to me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. But maybe one or two or five of you have kind of gotten into this same whole thing. It's about me. It's all about me. And you say, well, in a million ways of serving, well, I don't want to teach the third graders. I want to teach the sixth graders. Well, we haven't eaten a third. I'm not going to go down there and teach the third graders. I'm not, I have no idea who I'm talking about. There's nobody here that's doing that. Don't go home and go, Pastor Mark, somebody told you about me. No, God told me about you. It's not that. I'm just using an illustration, okay? Now, second, not only are you serving with a wonderful attitude, but you're flexible. See, Martha is not flexible. We all have a little of that in us. Don't laugh. It's just in different kind of things. But you're flexible. Remember when we started this church 23 years ago? We started in the Hilton. We had a few services, about 100 people. And then one week they came to me and said, you can't have service in the Hilton this week. We have a cat show. That's a true story, one of these places. I knew cats didn't go to heaven. I told you about that many times. That was Satan right in there, baby. A dog show, they would have let us in. You saw in, the, you saw in the story already. Who licked this woman? A dog. Praise God. A cat? All right, let me get back to, <laughs> let me get back to my sermon. Okay. Let me get back to my sermon. Don't email me. I didn't use that in the other stories. God, it's your problem, not me. Okay. <laughs> what I was trying to say is, so we had to find another place to meet. And we moved all over the place for those first few years. We didn't have a place to be. We just moved and moved and moved. Then we moved to the school. And then all of a sudden we moved here. Then we had to build another building. We had to move here. And what have we been doing? We've been building and moving for the last 20 years. Thank you so much. You guys are so flexible. Seriously. A lot of people couldn't take it. You take it. The HD, you know, TJ's doing his last three weeks in a row. No technical at all. He's just teaching. My notes, and he puts his spin on to it. Same thing that happened in Sebastian a couple weeks ago. And understand how flexible it is and how great you are. Thank you. But it's worth it because people all over the world can see us clearly. They can read the notes. You can. Somebody said to me, and I sit in the back row, I can see the notes, praise God, you know, whatever. Good. I was going to give him glasses about that thick, but now he doesn't need them. He can see it. And I look closer to 7-Eleven than I've ever been before in my life. Okay. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, what's Jesus going to say when Martha says to Jesus, You tell her. Verse 41, Martha, Martha. You said, Pastor Mark, he didn't say it like that. I bet you he did. The Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. What about you this morning? Father, for those who are worried and upset about many things right now, you tell us to cast our care on you. Help those people to package that worries and cares and to transfer it to you right now. Right in the middle of a service so they can enjoy the end of the service. Thank you, Lord. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed 
Look at verse 42. Or indeed, only how many? One. Mary has chosen what is circulate better. He wasn't saying something's wrong with the house. There's nothing wrong with having clean dishes. Everything's spotless. One thing is better. And it will not be taken away from her. Jesus was saying to Martha, Martha, I love what you're doing to make me comfortable. But realistically, all I need is a falafel for lunch. Come on. Come with me. Your attitude is wrong. And the best thing to do right now is not get upset at Mary. But just come in the other room and sit with me and listen to my teaching. Mary has made the better choice. Now, who is Jesus teaching as he's talking to Martha? He's teaching Martha. He's teaching Mary. By the way, Mary says nothing in this interview. Interesting. He's teaching Lazarus if he's there. Who else is Jesus teaching? His disciples. And by the way, if he's teaching his disciples, who is he teaching? You and me. Good is fine. Better is the way to go. So what did we learn? Four things. First one, write it down. Make spending time with God's word a daily priority in spite of life's distractions. You see, what Jesus was saying was this. Every day you have a choice to make. And if you'll start it with me, you'll make many more better choices than good choices. Many years ago, I did a teaching called Come Apart or Come Apart. Let me just talk to you about this morning. When you were created, many people today, here's the way they do life. They're doing life by themselves. Maybe that's you this morning. You're kind of just making decisions on your own. You're deciding what you think is right. But you were not created that way. You were not created to do work alone. Life alone, decisions alone. But God created you not just to know him, but to have a relationship with him. Ask yourself this morning, when you're doing that in life, there's no doubt that you want to make better choices. All of us do. Well, how do we get to that? What distracts you this morning? What keeps you from making choices that are good? Well, here's the key. You were not made to do life alone. You were made... To do life with God. A quiet time in the morning. Where you spend a few minutes with God. You see, there's a principle from this that's huge. What is Jesus saying to Martha? Martha, good. Take a break. Come and listen to my teaching. Sit at my feet like Mary. You see, here's the principle. If we'll come apart and take... 15, 20 minutes in the morning with God, getting a start for the day, a different perspective. If I come apart, I'll make better choices. But if I don't do that and I do life myself, I will come apart. My marriage will come apart. My peace will come apart. And that's why anxiety and fear, because you were not made to do life alone. You were made to do life in a relationship with Almighty God. So what causes these distractions in our life? 
Why don't we do this? What does that look like? Well, sometimes the urgent crowds out the best. Let me give you an illustration. At home, I usually get up about 5.30 or 6 in the morning, and I'll have a quiet time. The dog is in another room on the floor sleeping. My wife, uh, she'll, I'll get up quietly and just come on in the room. She'll get up maybe a little later, half hour later, 40 minutes later, whatever. So I'm doing my devotion time. The dog doesn't have any problem. Uh, Kimmy, she just stays in the other room. Now, if Linda gets up, she wants to come. She, mm-hmm. It's Linda's in the room. Come on out, you know, whatever. So, so I get up before so she doesn't bother me. I just have my quiet time. And I just begin asking God to speak to me. It's about 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes some days. That's not my study time. To do what I'm doing here, I'm a very slow guy. I'm a very slow learner. To do what I teach every weekend is about 20 hours of work for me. I love it because I try to break everything down so you walk out of here and go, okay, I can get that. But that's not my quiet time. My quiet time is just with God. Now, when I'm there, when you think about that, what is happening there? Well, God's doing a lot of things in my life, and he's speaking to me. And as, as you ignore that, then you're left to your own devices all the time, your own thinking. And it, it doesn't seem to, to add up. So I just want to encourage you. One of the things I do, it's, it's very simple. It's called Day One. Day One. It's a free app. And you, you just go on to that, and I, I just key in my devotional. And, and maybe I can even bring it up. Let me see if I can. Uh, oh, yeah. Here it is right here. Day One. So you have to put your own, have to put your own password in it. My wife doesn't read it. You can't read it. It's my words to God. And by the way, I love this program because when you're typing, it self-corrects your words. How many like that perfectly? I love that. I love that. Nobody can add four and four anymore. You know, they've got to get a calculator. What is four and four? I have no idea. Let's see. Nobody can spell anymore. Are you right? <laughs> exactly. And, and you just do that. And then you go to the next day and the next day. And you can go back and look four months ago, three days ago. I highlight some things at the top. And I'll go back and think, wow, look what God did. You see, if you'll be intentional doing that, what helps? It helps you. It helps your memory. Now, when you think about doing all that, it brings up the second point. Live with life's three priorities. God, people, and time. When you're having that quiet time with God in the morning, a little bit of a devotional, and we have devotionals for you five days, six days a week, actually, on the website, Calvary CCM. You can go right there. They're already written for you. Every week, it will be about the teaching that I gave, and it will just expand to it. Sometimes it's good just to read the Word, but sometimes you need a little something to, to work you with it, and it's there. So notice, live with life's three priorities. God, here I am, God. You're a priority in my life. First thing in the morning. Now, if you're not a morning person, okay, the afternoon, evening, whatever. First thing, God, with you. And then that helps me with people because it coordinates my life. And it's not about me. I understand God speaks to me. And I'm using my time wisely. But look, look at this verse. When the children of Israel were in the wilderness, here's what he wrote. Yes, he humbled you by letting you go hungry, physically hungry, and then feeding you with manna, a food previously unknown to you and your ancestors. Why did God do this? He did it to teach you that people do not live by physical food alone, but they live by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. See, the real you this morning is not physical. The real you this morning is spiritual. Today, there are millions of Christ followers 
who are very healthy physically, but they're starving spiritually. Could that be you? You see, this quiet time isn't about thinking about other things. And you have to be very intentional with that because all kinds of thoughts come in. I keep a pad by my desk because I'll have missed the meeting, talk about man, I'll write them down. I've learned not to get up. I just keep it right, I write it right down there and get right back to my devotional. Because Satan loves to bring all kinds of distractions while you're trying to focus in those few minutes to God. But see, you will never make better choices unless you're in this living word on a daily basis. It's not legalistic. Check off. It becomes check off. You've lost it. There's a person you're meeting. He isn't there. He's here already. But you're saying, I'm coming apart to spend time with you. Can I challenge you to do that? Can I challenge you to do it right from the right attitude? And by the way, it changes our attitude. Number three, the best choice is always being comes before doing. See, what we do is determined by who we are. This is where the character of God becomes a part of me. It's not in doing. It's time with God. It's not weird. And we continue to see this around our world. It's actually a challenge to us. The Muslims putting a prayer rug down five times a day. I don't know if they mean it, don't mean it. I don't care anything about that. But look, they're intentional. And Christians are afraid to kneel once in the morning and say, God, I need your wisdom today. Shame on us. He's there for you. He wants to speak to you. Your wife can't do it for you. I can't do it for my wife. I have to do it for me. So our personal relationship with Jesus precedes my service for him. If I don't have a quiet time, you'd be gone already. Because I'd have nothing to say to you. It isn't a, we have so much today and I can't stand this. It's because I'm not a very talented guy. But some of these people, it's charisma over character. God help us in the pulpit. It is not charisma. My charisma doesn't help anything with you. I have very little of it anyway. It's the character of God that has to come through as we're living for Jesus Christ. Seriously. When I take time to sit with God, it gives me a very different perspective of time. You realize how short life is? I'm not sure I even thought about ever thinking 49 years married. And what happened in France the last few days? Everything was fine Thursday. Changed one evening. Hundreds and hundreds of lives. And as I said to you, it's coming here. That's not a fearful thing. That's just common sense. And do we have an answer to it? No, we do not. The answer is Jesus Christ. And that's where you meet him. Now, the last thing I want to give you, I know you'll like this one. It's special. Have a winning servant attitude instead of a whining attitude. I worked on that one a long time. Have a winning servant attitude instead of a whining attitude. No ganguzo. Now understand that. If you're going to do that, you have to understand what God is all about. He's about you. And he's about telling you how to make the best choices. Without it, 
you will come apart. I want to challenge you to do it. At the start of our teaching, there was a man that asked, how do I get eternal life? That's the most important question you'll ever ask yourself. If you died like the, if you were in Paris this week and you died, where would you go? Well, Pastor Mark, I'm not sure. Then you need to be sure. Well, I don't think you can be. No, the Muslims tell you you can't be, but the Bible tells you you can be. I write these things, the book of John says, so that you may know you have eternal life. In a moment, I'm going to ask people who want to change. But I want to show you one more thing. Here's an amazing verse. And this is the testimony. God has given us, say it with me, eternal life. He's what? He's given it. It's what? It's a gift. It doesn't say uh, God gives it to you because you earn it. No, it's a gift. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his who? His son. Who is the son? I don't mean this as disrespectful, but I want you to understand how Satan hates Jesus. When you go to Israel with us, we go to the Temple Mount, and there's two mosques on the Temple Mount. And one of the mosques, it's been there since the day it was built, in writing, it says this, Allah has no son. Allah is not God Jehovah. Our God has a son. His name is Jesus Christ. Now, why? Not making fun. Why don't they know when they die, they'll go to heaven? Except the lie that if they murder and kill, they'll have all the virgins heaven. Total lie. Why don't they know? Let's put that verse back up again. Here's, our, here's the truth of this. Let's go back to it. See this truth. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son does not have life. You either believe that or you don't believe it. Your eternal destiny depends on that. Not this church. has nothing to do with this church. has nothing to do with me. It's the living truth word of God. So why don't they know? Because they don't have the Son. Now, they believe in Jesus. He was a prophet under Muhammad. Sorry, there's a name Above all names, his name is Jesus Christ. And we cannot dilute that down. The reason you're going to be in heaven is Jesus. Same as me. Did I earn it? Not a chance. Ganguzo. I'd like to try to earn it. You'd fail just like I fail. I earned it because of the grace of God. It's a wonderful thing to have a pastor like Pastor Mark who God uses to challenge us to examine ourselves and look honestly at where we're falling short. It will be beneficial for us to look at the contrast between Mary and Martha and apply this lesson to our lives. We need to be spending more time getting closer to Jesus, then let's do it. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. 
The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. Well, this ends another message by Pastor Mark. Next time, we'll move on to Chapter 11 of Luke. In one of the more famous passages of the Gospels, we'll read where Jesus' disciples ask him to teach them how to pray. Since we are also his disciples, this passage should be of great interest to us. May God help us to draw closer to him every day. We've run out of time, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Everyday Life of Jesus. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.